0: Go to the app store and download the Anchor app for free or go to anchor.fm to check it out.
1: For fans, by fans. Section 336, the next generation of Baltimore sports talk.
2: Okay, boys and girls, it's the All-Star break, so let's all take a deep breath and appreciate how much the Orioles have sucked the first half of the season. Uh, Today on the show... The button lover says the Orioles should sell. I say the Orioles should buy. We'll give you both sides of the argument and let you decide. All that and more on this edition of Section
1: 336. Section 336.com three, three, Buckle up, birds. We ready to ride. Your host, Matt Josh a bird are ready to fly. Best section 336. The number one sports broadcast gets your fix. What's the news? Let's talk about buck. Our favorite Orioles What's the latest lineup? Home runs and stolen bases. This is Trip. Stay tuned in at 36.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Baltimore sports fans of all ages. Welcome to section three three six, the next generation of Baltimore Sports Talk. I'm your daily starting host, Matt Sroca. As always, I'm joined by the button lover Josh Roca.
0: You know, this week I was making my own list about kind of what went wrong with the Orioles. And I kept coming back to this Teams the exact same as last year. What has changed? And I realized that we changed our intro song before the season. To an intro song that everyone hates. To to an intro song that everyone hates and everyone complains about. Yeah. So I figured, all right, it's all-star break. I better switch back to the old one.
2: Yeah, that's a great call. I already feel more excited about this show. And I feel more excited about the Orioles because of that.
0: I made this decision on Friday afternoon. And all I'm saying is the Orioles have been winning since I made the decision.
2: All right. Yeah, there there you go. Uh, we also have a special guest in studio, Alex Woodward, uh, producer of the Scott Garceau Show. Welcome, Alex.
1: Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me.
2: Yeah, we're excited to have you. And uh, before I go any further, we, we got to say a shout out to the interns here. Interns showed up today. Hey, intern. I also feel like a special guest. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> pretty much a special guest, too, because the intern never shows up. But he showed up today.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: he's unpaid. Uh, I, I, wow.
0: He, we all are. So he parked. He parked pretty far down the road because I was upstairs and I just saw out the window like him walking down. And like was, a field of dreams out of the cornfield type. I oh, see, for me it was more of um, what's the guy from The Wire walking down the street? Omar. Yeah, Omar. it was an Omar. It was an Omar <laughs> viewing through my top window.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, we're you know we pride ourselves on being the next generation of sports stock. We pride ourselves on being better than um a lot of your 1057 type radio shows uh but i will say i think it i think everyone agrees that if you're going to listen to the radio the scott garceau show is a show you should be listening to um alex how long have you been with scott garceau and what's your you are the producer i don't know what that means in in radio terms in podcast podcasting terms i don't really know what it means either i guess it's what josh does i don't know uh but but what's kind of your role as a producer of scott garceau show?
1: uh well first off i started off two years ago so it's my second year going in Uh I basically do everything besides host the show with Scott and Jeremy. Uh I've done I do sports updates, so every half hour I get two minutes to talk. Uh, you know, give you an update on the Orioles and how terrible they've been. Right. Um as far as the production work goes, any noise any sound you hear on the radio that's not Scott and Jeremy's voice, it's me pushing buttons or doing whatever. I play all the music. I play all the sound effects. I screen the call. so if you call in, I'm the person that you talk to before you talk to Scott and Jerry. Oh,
2: so you talk to all the crazy all the crazy yes. callers have to talk to you first.
1: Yeah, Bubba and Billy loves to call me <laughs> just to see what's going on for no reason. Uh, yeah, so I know all the regulars and I have to deal with that. Uh, I've done Are there
2: ever guys that call in and you don't put through? Like all the time. Oh, really? Yeah, all the time. And so what are some dead giveaways? I can't put you on the air. Certainly language. But are there any other dead giveaways? Like I I can't put this guy on the air.
1: All right. Well, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, but there's these trolls that used to call into one or five, seven a lot. We've stopped it in like the past four years. But the Rod Beck people, do you you know what I'm talking about? People Uh, go on the radio and they just say Rod Beck and they think uh, it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Just say Rod Beck. It makes no sense at all.
2: They just say Rod Beck.
1: Yeah, they, they'll do, like, a full conversation. You know, the Orioles should trade Zach Britton, yada, yada, yada. And you know who I think they should get? Who? Rod Beck. Ah, ha, ha, ha And they hang up. Yeah. And So, yeah. Well, so hopefully that's that from four, four years, years that, ago. Yeah. So hopefully those
2: high schoolers are now past oh, that no, immature state. If
1: it gets out once, they all call in. But the dead <laughs> giveaway for those guys is they always try and make up a fake name or, like, where they're at. Like, I'm Joe, and let's say I'm in Abingdon. Like, are you really in Abingdon? Uh-huh. So I'll just put X's across their name, and they don't take them. I oh, mean, really? that's, that's, that's about, funny yeah i mean if
0: you're, what do you just leave them up so they're always on, the on a hold a day, indefinitely and yeah <laughs> And you cut of uh, when you go to break or something
1: people i like i'll tell them hey we got a guest coming up give me a call back in 20 minutes we'll get to you yeah. but if it's somebody that's you know known to be an asshat then we'll just let them hang yeah and if they wait for an hour then yeah we'll take them after that
2: yeah uh when you were growing up did you call in to talk radio a lot no never no okay <laughs> but but you i assume you enjoyed li- listening to sports talk radio yeah growing i did up. Yeah. yeah
1: and it was more for a tv aspect for me growing up okay but yeah i've always i've always enjoyed sports talk radio i'm yeah. big on po- podcasts too well
2: so are we as, as you so guys are we. yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's a new generation
2: yeah absolutely and i imagine um scott and jeremy um they i'm surprised their, sh- their show works i'm surprised it works because i mean scott's old school a certain type of way and Jeremy's a bit of a goofball, but somehow they kind of make that mesh and work, which is, I guess, good for them, right?
1: I think that's that's the good balance between it is yeah. not they're not trying to be too funny. Like Jeremy's not trying to outsmart Scott and be funnier than Scott. Scott has his own thing. He is the professional guy. He's right. the way I've always put it is Scott's the grandpa, and Jeremy's the you know. Teenager that's running wild. The have teenager. Yeah, yeah. He lets, right. he lets, right. he lets try, him talk, but, but push once he, buttons. yeah, once he gets over the top, he kind of reins him in a little bit. But I will say this: in, in my two years working there, when I first started working that show, Scott was a lot more reserved. Now, today, we did a whole segment on dick jokes. <laughs> that would have never happened two years ago. Right.
2: So, so Jeremy's loosened Scott, him up a little bit.
1: Well, yeah, I think Scott, you know, with age too. Yeah. He kind of loosened up a little bit. He doesn't yeah. have to be so doesn't professional have that, with that filter on all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you know, he's Scott Garceau. He, he has his own way of. Saying things and being funny without being offensive. Yeah, which I think there's an art to honestly. He's very yeah. talented at it.
2: Yeah, to be radio friendly and also kind of go down those roads. Yeah, where we don't have to worry about that in podcasts. Um, but we've had both Scott Garceau and Jeremy call calling at separate times. Um, on, on, in, in, into the podcast. I try to start some beef there, some rivalries, you know. Right. They, they <laughs>
0: won't say anything bad about the other.
2: I know, which sounds kind of too good to be true. When you work with someone for that long, there's some dirt there. Um, so, Alex, do they ever really get into it in, 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 the, in, in the office, just start to yell at each other sometimes? or Not really. really get pissed off at each no, other?
1: No, I've never seen them really get mad at each other. I no. mean, there are things that, you know, Scott does that annoys Jeremy or things that Jeremy does that annoy Scott – but they don't let it get in between the show. And, you know, they're, when we're in commercial break, it's not like they're just sitting there silently looking at their phone. <laughs> right. I mean, I'll walk in there. We, we talk the entire commercial break. Yeah. So uh, I think they have a great relationship. I mean, I haven't really – if if it, there is something underlying, then I definitely have, haven't seen it okay. to this date. Okay. Um, we'll find well, something. And, and what yeah. makes
0: great radio shows is anything like if there's any, any difference of opinion there, you let it play out on the air.
1: Yeah, exactly. And if yeah, if they're gonna argue about something, right. do it on the air. It's, it's,
0: <laughs> right. It's exactly. It's the lame shows where you hear they hate each other off mic, like like a Mike and Mike type show where the rumors are they don't like each other, but then they go on and they do their subway commercials all day together.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well you gotta make a paycheck, right? Or, yeah. Right. Well, I mean
2: and Scott and Jeremy both seem and maybe, you know, I don't know, appearances maybe deceive them, but they both seem like genuinely just nice people so not not to be people that like i'd imagine for you they're pretty good to work with it's not like they're yelling at you all the time for not having their coffee or something right i'd imagine they're
0: pretty good guys to work with
1: oh i don't get them coffee (laughs) i mean i i would if i'm already going up there but uh for 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 comparison uh i don't know if you guys listen to the vinny and haney show from ten to two yeah haney and vinny don't always get along yeah. Not not necessarily like like get along together, but like Haney wants to talk about specific things, and Vinny won't you know pay attention to other things, or yeah. he won't pay attention to what the hell Vinny say- uh, Haney's saying because he's you know looking at the phone, lining up a guest, whatever he's doing. So you you can hear that bleed out through their show because Bob will say Vinny, you paying attention? <laughs> <laughs> so stuff like that. I mean th- th- they're a relatively new show. Scott and Jeremy have been together for 6 years. So you yeah. know that chemistry over time. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, it, it's uh, then maybe you can explain to me why Ed Norris is still on a sports station.
1: <laughs> um because he's a Baltimore legend apparently. People love him here in Baltimore. Apparently. Yeah.
0: He's got he, yeah, well, he's, he's, he's s- gotten a lot better. He was he was, has, he was ter- he's gotten a lot better. You know he's been on 1057. He started on 1057 while on house arrest in Florida. Oh really? He's been on there forever. But he was,
2: originally he was not even that much sports. It was more no his right. politics. Right. Stuff. Well,
1: that was the idea with him and Davis was. Right. Davis was the sports guy and Norris was. Which like I thought it was a decent mix. Every, it, it, it was like a variety show. Yeah. 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 I, I I like Ed. Um, he knows a lot about hockey. He probably knows more about hockey than anybody else that hosts a show. But besides that, uh, he knows probably about as much as me and you. Right. But I think that's the beauty of sports talk in yeah. general is you don't have to be an expert to have yeah. an opinion.
2: Yeah, yeah, and that's the whole idea behind this podcast. That we're just a couple fans, like with normal day jobs, but we just like to talk about the Orioles when we're with each other, so let's turn on the mics while, while we do it. Right. Yeah, yeah. All right, Alex, we're, we're excited to have you have you here, man. Thanks yeah, for thanks coming. for
1: having me, guys. This is a nice studio, by the way. Yeah, thanks. I, I've Thank joined you. other podcasts before, and it's usually just somebody in their mom's basement. Yeah, or, that's what it used to be. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, we, now it's just his basement now. Yeah, right. We, 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 we exactly. try to at least
0: decorate and make it look welcoming, make it... uh Look like something that someone doesn't you have to come and visit. I
1: appreciate that.
0: Yeah, a, yeah, a couple, right? Well, we uh, got we uh, got to we uh, got uh, to uh, pay uh, attention uh. to the home run derby. That's going to start in like twenty minutes.
2: Yeah, yeah. So you guys have I uh, see I'm I, and I know not many people are huge in the home run derby. I'm excited about it. Now I do wish I'm a little disappointed that Bryce Harper is not a part of it. And as a homer, I would like an oral to be in there. I think it'd be awesome to see Manny Machado in there. But whatever, I,
0: I, I'm, <laughs> Why, I'm right, so he can strike out more.
1: <laughs> I can hear the, the phone run calls derby. now. Manny Machado's season's ruined because he was in the home run derby. Yeah, right? yeah. It, it
2: didn't
0: matter that he batted 220 going into it. Yeah, <laughs>
2: right. Um, well, hopefully now that'll happen. To Aaron Judge. No, I, I'm excited for for the for the matchups. I, I like the the
0: how they do the... the 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 rules they changed last year made it fun. Yeah, it it made it better. I thought it was always good, but it right. made it better. The, the the clock, right? It's a clock instead of a number. Of yeah, strikes. it's not outs. Right. It's yeah. it's it's fun. It's you incredible. can call one time out. Yeah,
2: uh, and I, I'm rooting for and I, I'm predicting Gene Carlos Stanton. Uh, you, you guys are you guys going for? I mean, it seems like the picks are Stanton or Judge. And I am rooting for a final Stanton versus yeah. Judge. I'm. Uh, I mean, you guys got a dark horse in the race, or are you going
1: with no, the favorites?
0: No, you got to go with the hometown. You got to go. Stanton. Hey, if Miami. If, if
1: if I'm gonna pick one person to you know just take this off its feet where nobody sees it coming. I mean, I guess you probably could see him coming. He's the third seed, but uh, Cody Bellinger. That dude can straight up yeah. hit. Like, yeah. I mean, there's one thing with like raw power where you have Aaron Judge and Stanton that have that raw power, but Bellinger just has that eye for hitting the ball. I mean, ever since he's been called up from the minors, yeah. he, it's every game he's got a multi-hit game or something. I mean, he just seems to be that that kind of locked in. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to be that you know too big of a stage for him. Yeah, he he, he works in L.A. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. for the L.A. Dodgers. Absolutely, he's used to the spotlight. That's right. So I Hits wouldn't be surprised if he, if he if he takes it away tonight.
2: Yeah, he's he's a special player. He's special, a special young player. Um, I'm also intrigued by Sano S- just because every time I feel like the Twins play the Orioles, Sano S- has a home run every game. It feels like so. I, I'm also kind of rooting for Sano, S- and I think if anyone could upset. Uh, uh S-Sano could be the guy but but we'll see it's, i'm excited about it i'm excited to see who who's the furthest ball um i'm sure we'll get a bunch of that uh, stat track or whatever with the oh no, yeah, it's the a mile all, exit yeah. velocity they've been waiting angle. they've been
1: waiting all year <laughs> to blow their load on right, this right. yeah
2: they're they're, they're well, so good for them no, they're uh, gonna do that all day
0: now it's marlin's park does that mean for each one of these home runs we don't get the back 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 this year but do we get the little marlin jumping out of whatever that oh every art, time that, you know that little art sculpture yeah, spins around spins, kind of yeah. around, spins yeah, that thing
1: just go non-stop tonight
0: yeah i, I hope, hope so. i hope not
1: <laughs> can, can we talk to the kids? can we get the kids off the field can we at least get some kids that can actually catch a ball and oh like it, it's fun watching them
2: run around
1: we're, we're looking at the exit velocity of 115 miles an hour and little Timmy that's 8 years old out there yeah. is trying to catch a line drive it's all fun and games an until yeah it hits a kid in the head <laughs> right could
0: you imagine a ball to the face on one of those kids yeah
1: yeah, yeah as, as soon as that happens, that's when it stops. That's when the kids in the outfield stops. Well, that's, but it hasn't
0: happened yeah. yet. Yeah, so instead they can show off that, like, baseball is great for kids and kids should be playing I, baseball. But I feel like
2: if it was older kids, like if I was out there, I would be pushing kids and like, oh, shoving kids trying to catch the ball. Right, you, you of course tell, you would.
1: You have the, like, three teenagers out there with all, like, the kids that are under <laughs> Throwing elbows. And they're, like, just, yeah, throwing bows, <laughs> getting through, like, trying to jump over the kids. By the way, I don't think I've ever seen anybody catch the ball. They always try and judge it, and they always misjudge it. It <laughs> yeah. falls like it them. falls right. over their head. Yeah. yeah, always
2: over their head. Yeah, just first step back, kids. All right, just
0: basic you know, baseball here. I wouldn't mind just going out there and just standing right behind second base and watching, just watching those balls come flying off. Yeah, I don't need to go catch
1: them. Yeah, I mean I'm cool with just being in the stands. Just yeah. put, put me in an outfield seat somewhere. Which uh, me.
0: yeah, so
2: next time the All Star Games at Camden Yards, we'll we'll if get it, a seat out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. will right? No, when it will never when be. does uh, Angelos die? And when uh, does the MLB? masson deal and national stadium will have it 10 times before we have it right whenever uh i don't think the
1: masson deal changes if angelos dies though
0: no well, right no later i'm gonna say that's part of my whole Orioles selling is they got to work out in the trade when they trade zach britain to the nationals they got to work out the masson deal as part of the britain trade
1: oh okay that way we can get that's some an closure. interesting bargaining chip that yeah be, that's a new chip that would I'm be crazy that would be a <laughs> blockbuster deal
0: uh, exactly um Which Oriole would you put in the home of the Derby? Manny Machado. Scope? See, I was thinking Mancini. The way that ball comes off Mancini's bat, he's the guy that right this year I'm I'm enjoying watching.
2: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Trumbo's the guy who's most into – Angle and exit velocity—I feel like so he would probably enjoy right. it quite he, a like, bit, yeah. Because he like um, tries
0: to adjust his swing for that stuff. Yeah, right? so
2: so he might plan something. He might have like the perfect swing for it. So I, I, Drummond might have the most success with it. I, I don't know.
1: I I'd, I'd like to see Scope in it. I mean, obviously for qualifications reasons, just because he's the only All Star. Sure. But uh, we've seen who Manny Machado is and what he has to bring to the table as far as charisma and you know on the field defensively and offensively. Right. Yeah. Scope hasn't really had that kind of national spotlight on him. So I, I think he would shine. Even if he didn't even make it to the second round, people would get an idea of who Jonathan Scope is. Yeah, I can imagine him, you know, up there messing around with all the yeah, Latin he's, players. He's he's fun. Yeah, good personality. He's
2: fun. No, he enjoys playing.
0: I mean, yeah, and that is part of what's fun with the Home Run Derby is the the joy on the sidelines of all the other players and yeah. in the interaction
1: and the guys with their dads too. Yeah, I, I always like that.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, what about uh, Joey Rickard, uh, Home Run Derby? Uh, what 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 what, bet, what guy I, would you least like to watch out there in the render least? Giannis out there?
0: Uh, Ruben Tejada. Yeah, Tejada can't do anything.
2: No, oh, yeah. Ta- Tejada can hit better than Giannis. Get out of here, that nonsense. Uh,
0: who's the guy? Who's the guy we had up for about a week and he never really hit the ball, so they sent him down. We had him up uh, shortstop.
2: Sounds like Givatelli
0: right now. Oh, um, Givatelli. It was before him. I don't remember
1: shortstop. I mean, that's no, Tejada,
0: right? No, or it, was, it was the guy before Tejada. It's no help now that I'm.
1: Right, <laughs> uh, here, let me look. Let me look through here. Maybe I, I do it. know. Ah,
0: it doesn't matter. <laughs> Either way, any, I think any Orioles shortstop would be my selection. Yeah. Hey, how is
2: um? How, how do you guys feel about the whole Jonathan Scope at short? The, uh, my initial reaction was okay. Complete snub <laughs> to Manny Machado Yeah, exactly. Who, last year, and this seems like the natural movement. Hardy gets get hurt. The natural movement seems to be. Moving Manny Machado, but they don't. They bring up Yanish and Tejada, So fine, whatever. You you want to bring those guys up because they're good defensively, I get it. But then then you go when you bring Gia Vitale up, you you move Scope to shortstop um instead of Manny to shortstop. Uh he, I, I mean scope was okay at shortstop. Are you guys were you guys as surprised as I was? And you start to think about it, it makes a little more sense, but my initial reaction was like, What's going on? What do you guys thought scope at short? And could that be This looks like it's going to be last year for Hardy uh,
0: with the Orioles. Would that be a
2: long-term solution right there, Scope at short?
0: No. Uh, Scope's not the best defender at second base, and you're going to put him at a a place with more range? So what's the deal? Why, then? With Manny Machado next to you, you don't have to cover as much space as a normal shortstop. But, I mean... I mean, it's not like
2: Hardy's the quickest
0: guy in the world. I don't know. I'd rather see Scope at third base and give Manny the, sh- the shortstop range? I mean, the argument is... I go- do like I do like the, his arm in the infield. Yeah,
1: he's got a good arm.
0: He's played shortstop before.
1: Alex? I'm with you, Josh. I mean, he's just too big. He, he's His body isn't conducive to having a lot of range, and that's what you need at shortstop is range. And, you know, you've seen it at, at second base where his body has kind of gotten... He's gotten himself in his own way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Diving for a ball or whatever. Uh, I mean, what else, what does Scope bring to shortstop that Manny doesn't? Like, what what what's the thinking of well, moving get, him to shortstop the, the, thinking is,
0: the thinking is you lose, you take away from second base rather than taking away from third base. Okay, I mean, I can I think see it's, that. it's the other way of what you lose.
1: It, I think it also depends on, you know, the development of the young guys like Mountcastle and yeah. the farm system and everything, because he, he could shift over to short, uh, not short, uh, third base, and that would free up Manny to move to short. Right. And Scope wouldn't have to move.
2: Right. But I mean, that assumes uh, you're. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's a lot of assuming. <laughs>
2: but, I mean, we're talking because Mountcastle's not going to be ready next year. So we're talking uh, 2019, and we're talking Manny Machado's yeah, like contract. Yeah. Still there. <laughs> so, so, yeah, assuming Manny's still there. Um, yeah, I, w- I, was, I was surprised. It seems like the natural move is is scoped a third. Uh, Manny to short seems like right.
0: the thing that makes the most sense. And I heard besides, people say. Besides Chris Davis a third, that ma- Chris Davis a third is what makes the most sense.
2: Yeah. I, I I just think people wanna see, and I'm I'm guilty, so I don't know if this is like objective or just me as a fan. I wanna see Manny play short for an extended period of time. He's been special at third. I think he can be really special at shortstop too. Just playing shortstop, like going deep into the hole, um going behind second base. Like there are some plays at a shortstop that you can make that I think he can make that most other people can't make that do, I wanna see him make. And so I, I just from selfishly I wanna see Manny play short. Do you I think, think it'd be awesome there?
0: I used to think that Manny wanted to play short. And he wasn't going to be happy at third. Like, but I but
2: I feel like Adam Jones uh, wants to play short. Not happy in center field.
0: Right, but I feel like if Machado wanted to play short, I feel like he would go to Buck and say, "I, I want to play." Like if, now, I know he and Buck have seemed to have uh, not always be on the same page this season. But it seems like the type of thing where if he wanted that, he's a big name. You're going to give him that chance now well, when your shortstop's down.
1: Right. Well, last year we saw him. You know, play short for an extended period of time because of injury yeah, uh, right. last year. Yeah. So it's not like we haven't seen him play shortstop. Uh, obviously, that's what he wants to play because that's what he grew up playing. But I think he, at this point, he understands that he is a special type of talent at third base where he's more valuable. Like he, he, in my opinion, he has more stock as a third baseman, shortstop kind of guy, w- you know, with what he's shown at third base on the free market than just being a shortstop. Yeah. Um, but I mean, with you guys, I mean, I'd love to see him turn two. You know, yeah. instead of just throwing it to scope, I'd like to see him on second base and see how he handles that. Right. You know, with the guy sliding into him, uh, I I don't see you know this year him moving the shortstop. If maybe if Hardy moves on, they move on from Hardy. Maybe they ha- they're kind of forces their hand. They got to move him. Um, but for Buck, he likes defense. As you know. The best defenders all across, and the way it's configured right now with Hardy, who's a gold-glover, Scope at second base, who's serviceable. He, he's he's shown flashes of being great. Yeah. He just needs to work on his fielding, not his – you know, we all know about his arm. Right. And then you got Manny at third, and Chris Davis is very undervalued as a defensive first baseman, too, because Mancini right. has clearly shown us in the past couple of weeks what we've missed with Davis at first.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I mean, and you can say all you want about how Buck values de- defense. I would argue – based on how he sets up his lineup, he's more concerned most nights with offense as opposed to defense. But uh, certainly, and and I I posted this on Twitter today, and um, it's interesting. A couple people have written about it and and done more research than I have. But the whole Castillo and his inability to play defense behind the plate compared to to Caleb Joseph, and it seems all signs point to Caleb Joseph just being a better catcher than Wellington Castillo. Um, But again, because of the offense potential for Wellington, that's why he's in there every day and not Caleb Joseph, which I think says... They can say all they all they want, how much they value defense, but they don't thought, really prove it with the lineup. I thought they
0: always said that uh, Castillo was a better pitch framer.
2: No, he's not. He's he, not? He's one of the worst in
1: baseball. They said okay. he was better than Weeters. That was the thing. Right, which right. isn't His high praise. Which, which yeah. I,
0: I guess yeah. I just assumed that also meant more than Joseph, but...
1: I sure. think, I mean, at a certain point, you kind of have to start Wellington Castillo, right? I mean, you gave him the contract. It's a right. one-year deal. You kind of kind of forced your own hand. Well, it's I mean, I get Caleb Joseph's been better. He's almost exclusively worked with Wade Miley this year. Yeah. Every time Wade Miley gets a start, Caleb Joseph's behind the plate. Right. I think it's a, just, you know, it's a chemistry thing. Caleb's been in the organization for five, six years. He's yeah. been up in the majors the past two years. And that're familiar some, with the guys.
0: Exactly, and, and it's a trust factor with the pitchers. There were some comments uh about a month ago from castilla about the pitcher shaking off a lot of pitches right that he would call
1: oh he went miguel montero on him L- yeah I saw, <laughs> but he, he still has right, a job yeah right
0: right not uh,
1: not quite as bad
0: yeah
2: I, I mean i would say this and and you can say all you want to, i don't know what it is all the metrics point to caleb joseph being a better catcher uh yards. and oh yeah a little shot there of ken griffey jr hitting the warehouse yeah. is that we've got there that looks
0: yeah. nice yeah last time it'll ever be at camden yards probably
2: Oh, shoot. We did that. I just remember. We did the home derby, home run derby predictions that everyone's going to hear tomorrow, so they're going to hear what idiots we are. I never make predictions about things that are happening while we do the show because then I always look like an idiot afterwards. Uh, but Wellington Castillo, here's an interesting stat. And I know, like, hey, there's a reason this number's so high. But pitcher ERA, when Wellington Castillo is pitching, the pitcher ERA is 5.92. Now, partly is that because we have a lot of bad pitchers. But right. what, Wellington Castillo, when he's pitching – the the ERA our team ERA is five point nine two, when Caleb Joseph is pitching, and by the way that's the highest in all of baseball. No catcher's that high.
0: Oh well, that's also because no catchers dealing with pitchers that are that high.
2: Right, but then if you go down, all the way to number sixteen is Caleb Joseph, whose his ERA when when he when he's catching the team ERA, team ERA is four point two four, so five point nine two compared to four point two four. And again, that might have something to do with who's, who he's catching, what and, day. There's a lot of factors there, but right. I think it says something.
0: But it also, but it is. It also has something to do with the contract and that he's got. he's got a. It's a two-year deal, right, with a player option, something like that.
2: Yeah, it's a player option uh, to, for the next year. I think it's go. like ten million dollars, yeah. something like that, to stay another year. Um, Which you hope he plays well enough that he doesn't even need to accept it.
0: Right. Right. And I don't know. Isn't it, is this something where Duquette went and got us a catcher when we didn't need a catcher?
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, you had the year last year, Caleb Joseph, of having zero RBI.
1: Yeah, you kind of had to do something. Right. Matt Wieters was leaving.
0: That. Chancisco yeah. wasn't ready. Well, it, yeah. Matt Wieters wasn't necessarily – well, Matt Wieters, you panicked and thought he was going to make a bunch of money. Instead, you could have afforded – you could have kept Matt Weeder's. Same yeah. thing with Davis. If you held they, out. they bid against themselves yep. with Davis. They did.
1: Um, but to your point about the ERA, I think what's – you know what stats you should look at that are probably more telling of who's the better defensive catcher is walks allowed when they're when they're catching and well, that, runner yeah. you know runners stealing on them because that's those are the two right. biggest things uh, walks obviously with pitch framing we talked about that with weeders. Uh, if you don't frame the pitch right it's it's a ball so that just makes sense and You'll, obviously running on catchers I mean it doesn't seem like anybody really runs against the Orioles because they don't really need to they could just yeah. you know wait for the next batter to go yard. and and
2: Castillo so, has good numbers I mean is he, he's caught 12 guys out of 26 attempts. So Castillo has good numbers of the guys r- running against him. Um, but I feel like that's a small part of the game. I, I think that's what... I think people have trouble coming up with metrics for it, kind of the nuances of calling a game and catching a game and pitch receiving, as Alex Murphy likes to call it. Yeah. I think we have trouble quantifying those nuances. But I think just... They're getting a little bit better at it, and it's becoming clearer. Like, there are clearly guys who aren't good at catching defensively, like Matt Wieders, and he might not have a lot of pass balls, but you can tell, like, he's just not the best at it while other guys do a better job. I think it's pretty clear that Caleb Joseph at this point defensively is better offensively, I think it's kind of a toss-up still.
0: Right, right. And it's hard to use. Recently,
2: Caleb Joseph's been even been better offensively. Right.
0: and it's, it's even hard to use like a walk metric when you've got pitchers that just cannot find the plate.
2: Right. If you want to argue that Caleb Joseph off couches for for Wade Miley, then I'll guarantee those Caleb Joseph numbers are going to be bad, right? <laughs> or or even, for Wade Miley. Yeah. Or Bottom Menez, don't be that guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if we're trying to put the blame on the catchers, then we're, <laughs> we're yeah. talking about the wrong thing. I mean, yeah, there's, absolutely there's right. A lot of bigger problems than Absol- the, you know who's behind the. Yeah,
2: play. that's well said. That's if you're going down the list of what's wrong with the Orioles, that's like number seven. Yeah, number eight. Yeah, that's not not making that top five list. All right, so let's get to it. To buy or to sell? We got the trade deadline coming up. The Orioles, uh, right? I'm going to say are four games under five hundred. Is that right? Like yep. forty two yep. and forty
1: six. Four under. I think four games out of the wild card as well. Yeah, and seven and a half out of out of first place in All the right. Least. All right, so
2: that's. And that's, and they've, I think they played about that. That sounds right. Like they've played.
0: They've had a really good start, really bad finish of the first half. Yes. Yes. Atrocious. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, Though they've won the last two games and the offense has woken up the last, you know, the last
0: week of the season for two games. Yeah. More than that.
1: That's what it's been doing. Maybe,
0: maybe three out of four.
1: They yeah. seem to score all their runs like in one yeah. or two days for it's the like, week. It's like they score eighteen runs in two days right. and which, then they score eighteen runs in the next week and a half.
0: Right. Which you which you want to think, all right, we're they're all getting hot at the same time. But then you gotta sit back there and kinda wonder, hold on, if the whole team is hot tonight, maybe it's just the other pitcher really sucks tonight.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean there's that. It's too. true. I
2: was looking at it and it's it's all the twins. We scored four, six, five, eleven. All against the Twins. <laughs> you go back to the Brewers, all of a sudden our offense doesn't look good. But like I will anymore.
0: say, if there's anyone in this lineup that's starting to click, it's Manny Machado. Yeah. In the past week.
2: And, and we all knew this was going to happen, right? He's too good to bat 230 or whatever well, that, it was. That's
0: most he, of our lineup. He's too
2: good. Yeah, yeah, but but Manny especially. Yes. So the, the question becomes, uh, traditionally we haven't been a team, especially the last few years, um, because we've been one of the winnings ball clubs since 2012, as everyone likes to point out, um, in the American League. Uh, recently, we've been in the habit of buying a small piece here, a small piece there, occasionally a big piece like Andrew Miller a few years back. Uh, this year, the trade deadline approaches. Um, we have a team, a veteran team, a veteran team that's built that's built to win now. But we have a team that's not performing well right now that looks like, I think the latest baseball prospectus or whatever, percentage to make the playoffs was about 3.6% <laughs> the last right. I saw. right. Uh, so very outside I mean, it, to make the playoffs.
0: It never starts at a good percent.
2: Yeah. So so, let's go down this path for a second, Josh. Right. So uh, let's pretend we're going to sell. sell. Let's pretend.
0: Yes, Dan sell, Duquette sell,
2: sell. hits his sell 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 button. Right. Josh, who is selling and first,
0: why? First guy we're selling is Zach Britton, and and at this, I'm going to throw Zach Britton out there. And at the same time, I'm saying we're selling Zach Britton and we're selling Brad Brock because there's no point in holding on to either of these guys because we will never be in a safe situation again. These games are blowouts before it even gets to the bullpen. Uh, Brad Br- Brad Brock is a guy that you should be able to get something for because he's pitching really well, he's not expensive, and you still have him under control for a few years. Zach Britton, besides his past off season when you should have traded him, his value will never be higher than it is. Oh,
2: value. When, <laughs> when you should have traded him, Josh. You never once said in the offseason that we should have traded Zach. Go Chris. back to those tapes. Nah. I
0: said it all off season. You said that all, all, all off, season? off season. Yeah, all right. because
1: his stock when, was never. Higher. When you go
0: to when you go to perfect, the only thing you're going to do is go is go down. Yeah. So I th- I said all off to trade him. So I'm saying I'm going to throw those two guys out there first. I've got some other guys, but I, those you have any problem trading those guys?
2: Um, I, I would I would not Brad Brock. I would take issue with Zach Britton only because I feel like his stock has never been lower than it is right now. Because of that, the because injury. Because of the injury. And he kind of struggled a little bit uh, since the injury. So I would argue you'll get more from him in the offseason if you wait. I mean, he definitely. Then if you trade him right
0: now. It depends on the next two weeks and yeah. what he can show off. Um, yeah.
2: And and what what teams value. Do teams value what he did last year or are teams just looking at recent history? So it depends what you can get for him. Right.
0: But, fine. The other guys on my list, I got Seth Smith because uh, he's one of those... He seems like the type of guy that you would trade for at the end. In, in, you know, just an extra outfielder. He's been okay this season. He seems like a guy who we could get a prospect for. And then the same with uh, Wellington Castillo because he's hitting the ball and we don't need him for the future. So, those guys, I think you could dump cheap and move on.
2: Um, yeah, I, I just... And Alex, I don't know what you think about this. I don't think we can get any anything from those guys. Like, I don't think anybody wants Seth Smith. No one's knocking on the Orioles' door saying we need a guy who can only hit against right hand pitching and a guy who's going to hit about two fifty-five or two sixty and, and be a subpar right fielder. Oh, well, he's a
1: platoon guy too. A platoon he guy, sits yeah. Right. 50s. So, yeah, right. So, yeah, I mean, you could trade Seth Smith. You're not going you really to get, get much get for? for him. You're not yeah. going to
0: get much for Casteel, but um, then there's one. But just th- why not, right? Right. If we're all okay, if we're all going to sell, 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 sell. There's one more move that I, that if we're going down the sell path, here's the ultimate move. And I can't tell if this is one that you do uh, this week during the All-Star break immediately or if you wait and do this on August 1st immediately past the trade deadline after you do everything else is you get rid of Dan Duquette. Because if you're going into sell mode, Dan Duquette is not going to be here for when you're on the rise. So you get rid of him now and you prepare without him because he doesn't he's looking through... Next year he's not looking down the road past then, so I think if you go sell dan's you gotta get rid of Dan, and I think the sooner the better
1: yeah i mean it's it's hard with you know the trade atmosphere now because we don't know if dan Ducat, Dan ducat's gonna be back next year. And, is he, you know, his whole mantra has been win now, win now, win now. And right. we've right. slowly been seeing this window close for winning now. And next and, year's the end of
0: his contract. And,
1: you know, yeah, exactly. Next, next right. year is the end of his contract. So, you know, logically thinking, you would think that he's going to try and buy, like he says. But, you know, if right. you're a baseball fan... It, if you just look at it and make sense, sell the veterans now. And, you know, you have a couple good position players in the minor leagues in Chance Cisco. I like the idea of trading Castillo because you don't really need a catcher for the future right now. You have him in Chance Cisco. He played in the Futures games yesterday. Um, they have Tanner Scott. hit a triple, right?
0: Hit a triple, I yeah, believe. Yeah. And, yeah and we've got another veteran catcher down in Norfolk that can come up. Yeah. And, Pena. And Pena, who can fill in until we are comfortable with Cisco.
1: Yeah. And then you got a guy, Tanner Scott, that throws 100 miles an hour plus but he walks guys, but, you know, that kind of talent in your minor league system, you can develop that, and that, you know, to me,
0: that, pictures right.
1: out, you know, a closer. Yeah, that's the, your 8th you or ninth inning his, guy. Yeah, his ceiling is, you know, a a, a Rodas Chapman mold, Right, I guess. right, you
0: bring that type of guy in at the end of the game when the other team is already worn down and tired, right. that ball looks even faster.
1: So, to what you said about selling... If you just throw over the Rock, plate,
0: it'd be great, but Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Um, but selling Britton and Brock I think it's one or the other you can't tr- you can't trade both unless you're getting just this huge haul well, like, like the Yankees did with Miller and Chapman but I don't think you get the same haul as Miller and Chapman because they're not Miller no, they're and not Chapman. Miller Chapman I mean Britton is better you know on that level but Brock has been a all-star the past 2 years but I wouldn't consider him on that type of level and what what are you going to look what are you looking for are you trying to get a starting pitcher out of it because rarely do you get starting pitching out of a bullpen no. arm
0: and again if I'm going into sell mode I'm not looking to 2018 I'm looking 2019 2020 yeah at, at the closest so right. it's all sure, yeah. all the trades are for prospects pro- all the trades are for prospects yeah. you're not getting anything real yeah um, so yeah I, I so that that's the only argument to sell yeah and here would be my counter argument to that alright I'll probably agree with your counter argument because it was hard for me to convince myself to sell <laughs>
2: Because if you're going to sell like that, you're right. You're playing for 2020. And why stop there? I mean, look, look at who we have. It's not just that Manny Machado's contract's up after next year. That same year, Zach Britton's contract up. The year after that, O'Day, Jones, Trumbo, all those guys are up the year after that. In 2019, it their last year.
0: So if you're going to trade Britton, or if you're going to start oh, just selling, why not just sell everybody? Well, you notice I did not throw Manny Machado in there to sell. And I think that's just a stupid... That's a business move where just like people came to Camden Yards to watch Cal Ripken play when the Orioles sucked, people will come to Camden Yards to watch Manny Machado play no matter how bad the team is. I think you cannot afford to let a guy like Manny Machado leave your town. Yeah, I think that screws with the fan base. Yeah,
2: Well, I mean, the other side of the argument, Josh, is to, to that though is the worst thing that could happen to Manny Machado is to lose him for nothing.
0: Yes. Well, I- that's why I'm saying you can't lose him at all. What, what is the... the Do you Orioles, have $500 million lying around, Josh? I don't, but... It might not take but, that much, though. But you could deal with... We, we overpaid for Davis. Yes. Uh, Till 2037 right. or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Baseball players are starting to make more money. All of our ticket prices have gone up. Everyone They're making a ton of money off Masson. All I know is in 2000, 90, mm-hmm. or is it 97... When is it that we did not re-sign Mike Mussina? Yeah. Because we're 20 years later, and we're still talking about the Orioles screwing that up and letting us All-Star Hall of Famer yeah. go.
2: Yeah, and, and we're not going to rehash this, but we broke down the numbers. When you lose contracts like Jimenez and uh, and J.J. Hardy, there's money available right. and there. You, you
0: back-end it like a Bobby Bonilla-type trade.
2: Yeah, I don't think, I don't know if you have to do all but that.
1: Davis is the Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, Davis is the new Bobby yes. Bonilla.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um so, so my argument is that the Orioles should buy this off season and just hear me out for a second because I know that sounds crazy based on how they've been playing.
1: Off season buy, or, or right now? Right now, okay.
2: And here's my reasoning. Uh, first of all, I I think if you look at this team, and I just mentioned the guy, the contracts that are running out, um, with Machado and Britain and Jones and Trumbo, and then Scope's going to come up, and all those guys, right? Like the wind, we have enough good players now. To where the window is kind of now. That's why we don't want to trade Manny because we still have. There's kind of a window here. Now this year we're not good enough to win. I'm not saying we're good enough to win this year. You look at this off season though. Here are the guys off our starting rotation this off season. uh is contracts up. Tillman's contracts up. Miley has like a 12 million million option which I don't know if we're going to pick up. There is no scenario. So you start next year, assuming they don't pick up Miley's option, which will depend how he pitches the rest of the year. Um, if they don't pick up Miley's option, you're talking about Gossman and Bundy as your
0: two starting pitchers. All right. No one else. All right. So, <laughs> how are you going to fill in those slots?
2: You're not going to f- sign three starting pitchers in free agency. So, I think even now, you got to start planning for 2018. Even at this trade deadline, you have to start saying, okay, what starting pitchers who have contracts that go over next year. Um, so, teams who are bad enough that they're not going to win this year or next year. And let's look at making those trades. The the two big starting pitchers who I don't think we have enough prospects. Right. The question is, how do we trade for these guys when we don't have any prospects? The the two guys that are obviously the most sought after with team control for the next several years are Sonny Gray, which we don't have the prospects to get him. Right. Jose Quintana. Which maybe if you do a Cisco Cat, Mountcastle, no, you're not, you're not him, you're not him. but you're, yeah, you're not probably not going to him So you're the second tier.
1: He's not even. I don't think. He, I don't think Quintana's worth that, anyways. He's not. Well, all, you know,
0: a front end ace, but all starting pitching you're going to overpay for. Yeah, because everyone needs starting pitching. But
1: at that point, you might as well roll the dice in the off season. So See, like but, done.
2: I, I would. I would disagree because look at what Dan. Who has Dan Duquette signed in the off season? Um, Ubaldo Jimenez, Giovanni Gallardo. He's been better off trading for a guy like Bud Norris or Scott Feldman, or more recently, um, Wade Miley. Wade Miley. Wade, Wade Miley. Uh, more, more recently, I think he has more success trading like that. And you get that's the only way. It sucks. That's the only way you get a decent contract for a certain pitcher. It's to either grow him, but we can't grow him.
0: Except so, the, to trade him. Except the Dan Duquette way is to pick up the Miley option, to sign Tillman low and sit, because his stock's low because he had a bad year. And, and stocks to, look as bad. Yeah. And then Aquino comes up to fill in, fill in the fifth slot, and there we are with the same same guys next year. Yeah, second, that sounds accurate. A second tier guy
2: that you could trade for is got like Julio Tur- 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 for the for the for the Braves has an option has this year and next year on his contract. Right. More realistically, there's a guy from a Miami who's been like started at the Miami, then's been sent down to AAA, then called back up. Sounds like a Dan Duquette kind of guy, a guy named Tom Kohler. That sounds who has an option for a year and a half. I just think. It's going to be too tall of a task to go into the offseason and have three openings in the starting rotation and having to, uh, to, to to sign contracts to fill three spots.
0: Well, that, that you, financially,
2: you're not going to be able to do it. You're no. not going to to do it financially.
0: How many starting pitchers are in the Rule 5 draft next year? <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, they would fit right in probably. But I think you already right now, this trade deadline, you have to start looking at 2018 and what does this team need to win. Not this year but next year. And if it helps us out this year so we can make a run at that wild card, awesome. But we're really looking, okay, someone who can help me this year in 2018 and possibly 2019. Thank you. So do you guys buy my
1: reasoning at all? Does that make any sense? I mean, I, I get what you mean. The Definitely when you break down the rotation, it makes you think like, yikes, yeah, we do need to make a move. And, and, but,
2: and we have an t- offense, an offense that's built to win now, right? And a bullpen that's built to win now.
0: I, I get I get the – and like I said, it's hard for me to sell because I see that window so small. I just – I don't see how we can buy anything. I don't see us having any prospects to buy. If all if, – if it's not – it's like – if You, you can could, buy. If you could just throw money at the situation, okay, maybe. But all, it takes prospects.
1: Yeah, and all the guys that you just listed, the Orioles would get outbid easily. If there's another team interested, they would be outbid. They'd be at the bottom of the list because yeah. they had the least to offer.
0: Right. but I mean, who are you offering? Tanner Scott? Chan Cisco, Josh, when we got
2: but I don't remember who did we trade Bud Norris for. When we were trading uh, some of these guys, like when we got Jim Tomei or something, we were trading um, guys like Josh Hader, who only the Super Oriole fans even knew existed, right? We're talking about low single-A prospects pitchers uh, so that not, know, not, not many people even know about.
0: All right. So, so who... to
2: take a middle rotation arm, it's not going to cost a lot. It's going to cost a couple single-A prospects that you probably haven't even heard of.
0: All right. For right. the average person, at least, haven't right. heard. So it. you're going to trade Alex Murphy, and yeah, and get, and get us a Josh supply. Hader
2: will turn into be a stud for Milwaukee in in we five have... years. But in the meantime, we're going to win. I mean, and, and and to be honest, who cares at this point? Who cares if we have the 20th ranked farm system or the 30th ranked farm system? In a couple of years, it's all going to be blown up. We're going to kind of start fresh anyway. So who cares if we're 20th or 30th? Like, let's just get rid of them. I mean, and and go for the next year to win the World Series. And if we don't. Then we kind of re-sign Manny and rebuild. What People I- think if you don't, if you sign Manny, all of a sudden you don't need to rebuild this team. Either way, because we're not signing Britain and Scope and Jones and Trump, like we're not re-signing everybody. So even if we re-sign Manny, which I hope we will, we're still going to have a mini rebuild mode. So let's worry about it then. I I just we I, I don't want to go half in, and that's why I feel like selling Seth Smith and just and selling Britain, that's like going half in, kind of selling, but not really getting ready for next year. Uh, but we're we're in the position now where we got to start buying for next year, and so
0: all aboard.
2: I I just this kind of half half in half out, I don't think is the way to success. It's the way to stay kind of stay average. And if we don't trade for any talent, even uh, if we don't sell, if we don't buy, I think it's the worst possible scenario.
1: I, I see. I don't even think even if they did buy and say they got one or two middle rotation arms. Yeah. Do you think the Orioles can beat the Astros? Or you know, this year? Anybody, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, this year or next year, I don't see no. the way they play baseball, them making it to the World Series. Because we've seen time and time, time and time again, when they've made the playoffs the past couple years, the the bats fall asleep, and the pitching stays about the same. I mean, they've been yeah. better over. You know, this year is just an outlier of just how crazy bad they've been, but. You've relied on that bullpen at the end of the at the end of the game, and you've relied on that offense. And the offense hasn't shown up in October, and they don't play any type of offense where they move runners or they sacrifice. You know, a smart out. It's Remember all it's it's all or nothing with the Orioles, and from top to bottom of the lineup, everybody has the same makeup. I mean, you have Hunsu Kim that barely gets any time, but he has the right mentality as far as getting on base. Trey Mancini is the only everyday player that I've seen that has that same mentality where. I'm not looking for the home run ball. I'm going to, you know, if it's 0 2, I'm going to look outside and work it across, you know, opposite field.
0: Trum- Trumbull will do that too. Trumbull will shorten yeah, up. Yeah, he's,
1: <laughs> he's, he's, he's adjusted. But, you know, as a whole, we have no speed. So there's yeah. no aspect of that. I mean, you saw with the Royals what they did. They just pitching lucky falls and, you know, moving base runners. Yeah. And, you know, everybody gets so enamored with home runs during the year. I mean, this year we've had more home runs than probably <laughs> in the past 10 years. But come October, that's not going to matter because the teams that have good starting pitching and that one or two, you know, one or two aces in that rotation is really what carries people to the World Series. Because you only need three max, basically in the playoffs. Right. And the Orioles have Bundy and Gossman, right. And maybe Tillman, maybe Tillman. Right. And even if you take in a middle middle and, rotation, and off, you compare, that's not
2: enough. Right. And you compare Bundy and Gossman with the top two starters and other teams, it won't even. They won't even. It's, it's not compare. even close. Yeah. And
1: they're still relying on getting to that bullpen. And you know, I guess you could go with the Terry Francona mindset of Comes maybe in, yeah, maybe use Brad Brock in the sixth inning or bring Britton in in the sixth right. inning and save you know Gibbons for the ninth, right? Because you might actually get a lead before the ninth inning,
2: right? And have Brock and Britain pitch four innings in the but, middle there, yeah. But, but
1: regardless, even if they do sell, yeah. I don't see them. You know, making a World Series, like we talk about this window closing. I think the window's closed. It's over. Like, we're not going to the World Series this year or next year. I don't see it happening. So, what you got to do is you got to sell and build for 2019, 2020, because you can have a quick turnaround if you land a, a lot of prospects. I mean, you saw what the Yankees did this year. That's obviously not going to happen for the Orioles. No, nobody does that in one year, but it, they showed that it can be done. You, you trade a couple big guys and get a huge haul for it. And you know, eventually those guys have to get called up. I mean, it just right. worked out perfectly for the Yankees, where Frazier and Judge, and uh, they have that other guy, the Rangers' top pitching prospect. They 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 traded Carlos Beltran for the the Rangers' second best pitching prospect in their organization. Yeah. How does that even happen? Yeah,
0: that, I mean, yeah, and the, if, if the Orioles were to do something like that, it would have to be trade Manny Machado. Yeah, which
2: and and can I kind of just say a word about Manny is uh, um fan fan graphs i always i love it when fan graphs does this they always do their top 40 valuable guys like if you could like to be traded not just guys who are up to be traded but due to contract status major leaguers who would you want the most top 40. many Machado did not make the top 40 and he didn't make the top 40 because nor did bryce harper because they only have a year and a half left in their contracts right so they're not the most valuable guys in baseball because they only have a year left in the contract, right? They're, so they're
0: only going to a win now team, right?
2: So some, so some people who paint these scenarios of trading Manny Machado for like the top five prospects on a team, I think they're a little bit
0: unrealistic on what they expect to get back for a rental. No, because that's what Machado is at this point a Unless rental. you go to a team like Houston, who uh, like is on a win now, but they're thirty games up, they don't need to give anything up for Manny, and they Machado. don't need a third baseman or a right stop. Right? Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, it's but yeah. but but
2: I would also argue, Alex, if you are if your plan is to wait till you have a team that's good enough to beat, um, H- Houston or wait till you have like the perfect team, I mean, so, something that the Red Sox are able to do, the Cubs are able to do, the Dodgers right now are doing it. Is they're able to both, um, be, assign guys internationally to pay big money, assign guys inter- internationally. They're able to, um, sign free agents to come, um, and they're able to draft and develop well. The Euros aren't able to do all those things to acquire talent. They don't sign internationally, they can't pay for big-time free agents often. They don't have the 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 payroll. So if you're trying to build a super team that the Cubs had had done previously, that Houston's working on now, right? You either have to get like lottery lucky to draft all these guys that turn to be studs, and um, they all hit at the
0: same time. Well,
2: yeah, like that's the, why you
1: trade for the, the the prospects though, because you ideally right. they come up at the same time. So, all at once, you get three or four players coming up. That's, that's the ideal situation.
2: Yeah, but situation. if even one of those or two of those players don't work out, all of a sudden, you got to start from scratch again until you can get this team right. Where sometimes, and I, 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 there's no scenario where this year or next year, the Orioles are better than the Astros. I'm, right. I'm not arguing that. But, I do, but, but I, you, get in, you just get in the World Series and roll the dice. Right. I'm, I mean, there's no way the Indians were the best team in the American League last year. Well, but you, you roll the dice exactly. and, and things happen. Uh, and so my thing is just get in the playoffs, get in the playoffs, get in the playoffs, and eventually everything will go your way. Or the other alternative is to build kind of that super team, which I don't think we have the resources to do right. uh, or the luck to do.
1: Well, they're not a piece or two away either. I mean, they're a couple pieces away. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But, so, I, but I also believe, just like Matt was saying, with the whole get in the playoffs and, and let some Oriole magic happen. Let things work. We saw that years ago with where we beat the Tigers thanks to Delman Young. I mean, and we've seen... We've seen it on individual right. The games. three Cy Young
2: pitchers, right. yeah. So yeah, three former Cy
0: Youngers. Whoever goes in is going to eventually have to face Houston in the ALCS. Yeah, and they and they right. will be favored to lose. Right. Yes, we've played Houston already. Yeah, we got swept. Yeah, three games. But Goldsman held Houston to two runs. Wade Miley held held Houston to eight runs. Alec <laughs> A- Alec Asher <laughs> gave up eight runs. Yeah, the offense wasn't there. Yeah. So if the offense actually learns to hit the ball didn't
2: Toronto just give up like 19 runs to, to Houston the other day yeah like 19 to 1 or something yeah 19 to
0: 1 yeah so so it's it's anything can happen yeah I
2: mean i just gotta play and my mindset is and other people may disagree with this but I would rather get into the playoffs with a, a good team five times in a row than get in one year with a great team I just think now you're sounding the,
0: like a Washington fan the
2: more you <laughs> get in well, I know that's that's the Capitals formula right no but Capitals are the best team well, I
1: mean, I've had the same mindset the past couple of years. You know, if we make it to the playoffs, we have the bullpen. You know, we can match any bullpen, anybody in the league. We have the offense. It's just right. all about it's, you know, the it's, it's what about if the of the pitching. But it hasn't even been the pitching in the playoffs. Like I like we just talked about, it's the offense, and yeah. right. it, we've seen it this year uh, encapsulated in the regular season. The first, you know, when they started off twenty two and ten. The bats weren't exactly getting it done. It was the pitching. The pitching was pulling through, and they were winning close games.
0: And the other thing we were seeing with and those close games was the Orioles did a little bit of small ball in April and May. Yeah. They a did a little bit a of bump in it, enough to get you excited.
1: Well, and, and the bullpen was pulling through, too. But if you go th- a 32-game stretch where right. none of your pitchers going deep into the game, and you're having to use you know Brad Brock and Zach Britton every other day, every day, that wears down your bullpen. It changes roles for other guys. Uh, Brad Brock had his role changed. And the offense, you know, if, if they're not going, the bullpen can't just come out and be like, We got it, because they're gassed. Right. Right. And the offense can't do anything about it. They can't do anything about the starting pitcher not able to go past the fourth inning. So then it puts extra pressure on the offense to score runs earlier, and then you see guys like Manny Machado and Chris Davis pressing and striking out more than they usually do. Obviously Davis no, strikes pretty- out a lot, but I feel like Manny's been pressing. Uh, been pressing this year a lot of the guys on the offense have been pressing just because they've been down five nothing in the fourth inning
0: yeah I get that I think I think Manny has been pressing because he's been struggling so much and he had some bad luck early in the season with hard hit balls that just weren't breaking Um, I see his pressing a lot on himself and his own performance and but I also think if there's anything that's going to happen this year or even next year it's all on Tillman and Gaussman and Tillman is. I'd say Bundy
2: and Gosman more so. At next right, year.
0: Next year it's Bundy. Yeah. But I, Bundy, I, I don't know what to think with Bundy because he's never pitched this long. Right. And, and we've seen him struggle.
2: We saw him struggle at the end of last year as well. Right. right. I, so he, yeah, he's, I don't. I yeah. don't think.
0: I don't think having a five days off and doing the All Star break is going to do enough for Bundy. I think. I think if you're all right, if you're going to buy, here's here's a buy, buy. A fourth starter. You buy a That's starter saying, yeah. so that Bundy can go into your pen. Because Bundy can't pitch well, anymore. Right. You well, want him to get the inning so he can go next year, though. Right, right. Right. So you put him in the pen. You put him in the pen. or Put him in the pen when? Right now? Uh, yeah, Just Start give him right an extra now. day off every now yeah, and then. Or, or,
1: yeah, I mean, or if you give him time off, Bundy's worn out. I, I feel like Bundy's the type of guy where if Buck tells him, we're going to give you a rest, he's going to be like, what the hell? I, I've been yeah. the only guy consistent this yeah. year. How are you going to take the one? I mean, the fans Fine, would Fine, and give me a
2: day off. I'm going to go work out for five hours while you give me the day off. The fans would explode. <laughs> well, that, that's, <laughs> and, the, that's the Chris Davis mode.
1: It just doesn't make any sense because Bundy's been the only guy that's been able to stop. Except, you know, I would the, send the the Galsman misery.
2: to AAA before I put Have Bundy to the pen. Th-
1: Pull up Bundy's last five starts. Yeah,
0: he's been bad he's since been the beginning. Of, yeah, since June. Yeah.
2: but pull up Tillman's start for every start of the year. Uh,
0: Tillman's got arm angle issues and arm issues. Oh,
2: that, that, oh, you are in the. Is it do, okay? This is now we're talking about Tillman's arm angle. After this, you're gonna talk about Gossman's gum chewing. Gossman's okay, continue, gum please. Chewing? Yeah, yeah. yeah, th- yeah. Th- th- pl- 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 <laughs> please continue. You sound I'm like playing, one of callers I, I, no, uh, no, uh, the callers from one five seven. No, the problem
1: is not Dylan Bundy. Right. Sending Dylan Bundy to the bullpen isn't going to make the Orioles any better. No,
0: I'm saying that's. Uh, No, I'm saying uh, it will help your Are you saying to preserve him from next year? He has has, built him for next year. I'm saying I don't see him being – I don't see you being able to get him through the whole season as a starter is what I'm saying. I mean,
1: at this point, I feel like you just got to cross that bridge when it comes because you don't have any other options.
0: Exactly. You got nothing. And that's what I'm saying. If you're going to buy, there's something you can buy.
2: All right, so here's the last five starts. Four and a third gave up six runs. Seven innings gave up three runs. Four innings, gave it five runs. Five innings, gave it six runs. I like a, a bad D- Dylan Bundy is better than a bad o- o- Miley or Baldo.
0: Yeah, yeah I guess so. you're right. Um, I don't know. What did we do last offseason off, or last trade deadline? We traded Jonah Heim for uh, Steve Clevenger. Steve, Steve Pierce. Steve Pierce. Yeah, I got the wrong Steve <laughs> Pierce, wrong Steve. <laughs> yeah. and then, Which, uh, those deals never
2: work out. Those hitters, whether it's Para right. or Pierce. Never works for or, the Eagles. Yeah, they,
0: they don't seem to work out. And then uh, what do we trade for Wade Miley?
1: Uh, uh, Ariel Miranda. Yeah. Okay. Who is uh, their, like, second-best pitcher in D- Seattle this
2: year. Yeah. Time. He's having a good year with Seattle. Right. Can, right. Uh, can, can we do that trade back? Because that... Right. Well, yeah. I, I mean, you guys,
1: you guys oh, oh. brought up Hayter and yeah. uh, Zach Davies, too. Zach Davies There's is the another guy. guys right there that if you don't trade those guys... There's a You know, they fill right into your rotation.
0: Do they, well, know? No, they I don't. don't. They don't. They're, Zach <laughs> I mean, Davies is on the National League, right? Is he a National League pitcher? Yeah. Yeah. But This is just like everyone talking about Eduardo Rodriguez. And he had, like, two good starts. Well,
2: even in the American League, though, Parker Bridwell couldn't even cut it at Bowie for us. He's still then in the American League. Sudden, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my point is, he couldn't cut it at Bowie. But then, all of a sudden, he's a decent starter for the Angels. Like... I don't know how you can not cut it at Bowie and then become a good starter is for it, the Angels.
0: Meanwhile, we're over here needing a starter. I, I don't understand Is that. it is it the AL East factor? Is it a smaller window than American National League and just whether or not you're pitching in the AL East?
1: I mean, that's definitely a big factor in my opinion. I mean, the there's more power in the AL East than there is in right. the West. And the ballparks play to power here in every ballpark in the AL East. And, and I mean, I, it's it's been two years too, right, for Park – or. Yeah, two years. He he came yeah. up for like a cup of coffee last year, but I mean, it could be you know one of their pitching coaches told him you know a tweak to his delivery, or maybe he de- developed a new pitch. I mean, there's there's so many different options. Oh, the of like new what, pitch. Hey, ma- hey, what made hey, him better? And we see a it's probably not a what's, new pitch, the Ari-
0: what's the area what's the area pitch. Oh, the, the cutter? The, cutter. the cutter. 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 Yeah, it's the cutter. And, yeah,
2: and, we've, cut. and we, we've seen it move in our direction, too. Like, Miguel Gonzalez was kind of a bum before we got a hold of him. Then Miguel Gonzalez was great for a cup of coffee right. or for a couple of years. And then he went to the, to, to the White Sox. He was good. And then he was bad again. Right. So uh, it
0: happens. Like, players have good years. And, players have good streaks. And especially pitchers who are the most mental. Like the, the, Well, with head, all, the, all the mechanics. Their effects, right. Their head and uh, emotion of their head. And just all that piece on the mound affects it way more than any batter who's just up there swinging.
2: Yeah, and Zach Davies has, I was just looking up his numbers, because I'm curious, he has an ERA of 4.9 this year. So not a good ERA, but it's the kid's 24, uh, which I'll, I'll take a 24-year-old with a 4.9 ERA over over old man Miley with his yeah. 4.9 the ERA. The problem
0: is if he was still in the Orioles, Orioles organization, he'd have Tommy John about now. Yeah.
2: I'll tell you what. So, uh, Alex, if you're, if you're Dan Duquette right now, are you full sell mode? Like, I, I mean, it sounds like if you're going to go down I your mean, route yeah, to I'll... compete with a Houston, I mean, might as well trade Manny, trade Britain, right? Like, kind of blow it up.
1: I don't think you trade Manny. Um, I think you try, I, I would trade Britain. I would probably trade somebody in the outfield, maybe a Seth Smith, maybe Hunsu Kim, put him in, in, a, in a different position where he can actually get some playing time. But why not trade Adam uh, Jones if you're the, playing for 2020? Well, because Adam Jones is the heart and soul of your team. He's the team leader. He's the guy in the clubhouse that, you know, when times, when times are dark, Adam Jones is there to make everybody smile. Adam Jones is out of that clubhouse. They're in this same stretch that they're in right now. They're playing five times worse because they have no team morale. Yeah. I'm a full believer that Adam Jones has a way bigger impact on that team than just what he brings. But if you're not field, if you're we, not we, playing
2: to win the next two years, who cares?
1: Well, your, team morale still matters, man. I mean, if, if you're still trying to, I mean, just because you sell doesn't mean that you're just going to throw it all in the trash can. We're not the Astros ten years ago where it's that bad. I mean, we still have talent. You you said yourself, we have veterans and people that are under team control is, in the next couple of years. You don't need to do the full sell where you trade Manny. And you already said if you trade Manny right now you're not going to get that much for him. So there's no point of trading Manny Machado. Yeah, Maybe you trade, I mean, it might be blasphemy because he's an all-star this year. Everybody's on him. But you could trade Jonathan Scope. Yeah. I mean, he's another guy that's young and you can get a lot for him. Yep. We already talked about the log jam in the outfield. Trey Mancini is, is a young and up-and-coming guy. You got to make the decision if you want to keep Chris Davis or you want to keep Trey Mancini. And, and get Trey, Mancini,
2: for him. Trey Mancini's value power would never be higher than it is right now. He's got a ton of years left, right? And he's he's young. Yep. He's playing so, well.
1: Yeah, I mean, if I'm Dan Duquette, I'm probably trying to sell, in hopes of. Well, it's it's hard because we said that he doesn't. He's we don't know what he's going to do after next year. So right. it's really up to Dan Duquette and what Angelo's plan is with Duquette. And you know, my feeling if you know what i think duquette's going to do he's going to do one of those things like you said buy now try and add a piece here or there and see if they can make make a run at the wild card and go from there yeah but that's not good enough for me i i want but I also
0: preparing for 2018
1: yeah right yeah. That,
0: right because that move it wouldn't be a, it would be a rental with at least a year and a half yeah.
1: yeah if for me i would like to see manny machado get like a bryce harper type deal just a one-year show me deal give him, you know give him. He's making 13 million this year. He's supposed to make 18 million next year. Give him a one year for 22 million, like five more million than he's supposed to next year. That'll keep him. That'll just show him that you're interested. You want him here. And he's said before that he wants to stay here. His buddy Scope is here. I mean, he, yeah, well, a he, lot he, of players he, say that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, he's talked about. I mean, yeah, you said it, a lot of players say what they say until the paycheck comes. Right. But well, like you said, Manny Machado can't leave here. The the fan base would you know jump off a cliff. We already right. talked about it attendance. We already talk about attendance being down. Last year they were in a pennant race and attendance was down. What happens when Manny Machado leaves? They don't make any it, it doesn't make any sense financially for them right. to let him leave. They're they're gonna lose millions of dollars in the long run.
0: Yeah, exactly.
2: But on the other hand, I just gotta say it, if you're gonna sell, the the, the approach now is to bottom out completely, go for the worst record in baseball, get the top draft pick, like completely sell out. So if you're gonna sell I, honestly, if I was, if I thought selling was the right move because we couldn't compete with the Astros or we couldn't play in the, get in the playoffs the next two years, I would go all into selling. I don't understand
1: going halfway but, in.
0: I would go all in and just complete, trade everybody. But if you're doing that, you're firing Dan Duquette now. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. And so. And if you're selling everybody, you're putting all your eggs in that basket of you know what you got from that trade. Yeah. If it doesn't play out, then it's five years wasted, and, and you then you re- start you over re- again. with the computer. Yeah, I I don't like that. I don't like that mentality. I mean, you don't. But the it's, alternative it's is not, just being
2: average for a long period of time.
1: You you said yourself, you just wanted to get to the playoffs. Yes, average is just getting to the playoffs. But the
2: Orioles played for a long time, average signing free agents, not being quite it bad, makes bad enough. Maybe
1: the ALCS. Yes. Yeah,
2: but.
0: They, between, were, they were. I would. Between ninety eight and two thousand eleven, uh, they 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 were nowhere. Right. <sighs> right. But twenty twelve to twenty sixteen, wouldn't you just take that like doing the same thing again? Yes. Where you're in it every year and there's a chance.
2: Yes.
1: Sure.
0: Yeah. So, so whatever you can do to hold that that out to keep that window open a little bit longer.
1: Now I'm, you could. If you sell all right now, you're closing the window for the next three years. Like, it's just a done deal. You're just closing that window. And the a- the Astros bottomed out and the Cubs bottomed out, but the Yankees didn't bottom out last year. I mean, they obviously have the payroll to, you know, supplant certain positions that they, you know, if they're short handed. But... Is
0: it wrong? Uh, is it wrong to just sit still? To not do anything? And just let it play out? Let this season play out?
2: I, I think pr- the only way I could say that's okay is, is the guys that you really want to trade, Seth Smith, Castillo, if you want to trade to Kim... Those guys have very limited value. So you right. could not like try to trade them and be unable to.
0: Right. You're not going to trade them in the offseason. Yeah.
2: Like, Brad Brock, you can trade, but you can you could argue, and I could you, you could make me a believer that you shouldn't trade them or that you should trade them. I go either way with that, Brad Brock or with Zach Britton. Um, but the other guys, Seth Smith, like, yeah, we right. should definitely trade them. But is anyone else going to want them? Right. Exactly. Even for a, a you know, low-level well, prospect? Right.
0: Of course. That, I mean, that's – yeah. So if you like – You might as well sit here and say – well, yeah, we might as well trade Ryan Flaherty. Nobody wants him. Right. So what? That just because they don't – if they sit here, that doesn't mean they didn't make phone calls t- trying to trade Seth Smith. Right. Yeah.
2: Um, I mean, I mean it's got, they're in an interesting spot. And we still have a couple weeks left before um, the trade deadline. It would be interesting to see what the Orioles yeah. do.
0: You know, we could always go the superstition route. What's that? Fire Buck. You fire Buck when you get close. It's and then the, 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 same, the same year. players win next year.
1: That's what everybody says. Yeah. You uh, can go
0: superstition. Yeah, I well, don't, I don't see how. That I works. think if you want to talk about upsetting the fan base, yeah, you fire Buck.
1: Well, that, I mean, there's a lot I of guess. people that want Buck fired, but it's not Buck doesn't control what pitches the guys throw. He doesn't control a guy missing his spot and throwing a meatball right. down down the no. middle. He can only put guys in the positions to succeed. Right. He can only put place them in that position. What they do after that is up to them. And to
2: Buck's credit, from 2012 to 2016, when we had the best record in the American League and we had that success, Buck over and over again said. It's the players who deserve the credit. Yeah. It's the players who deserve the, deserve the credit. And now when the players are struggling, hey, it's the players right. who, who, who deserve the blame, not Buck Showalter. He's been uh just remember life before Buck Showalter.
0: Do you do you uh buy into the Buck Duquette clash stuff of that effect anything?
2: I buy into any manager and general you, manager being
0: on different pages clashing
2: when you're losing. Whenever right. you're losing, there's always clashes. If you win, those clashes yep. tend to go away. So, sure, I buy into it, but, um, yeah, it'd be interesting what happens to Dan Katt's contract, too, what he decides to do and what Peter Angelos decides to do. Because Peter Angelos, he's another guy, we didn't talk about him at all, but he's another guy that's got to be in win-now mode if you're Peter Angelos, right? By age?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's well, in win-now yeah. mode. Last, he, he's not week, ready
0: for a five-year rebuild. No, we celebrated his birthday last week. Yeah, we did. July 4th is Peter Angelos' birthday.
1: Oh. Very, very patriotic of him. Yeah, good well, for him. Yeah. Is
0: there anyone more patriotic than Peter Angelos? <laughs> I don't believe so. Then it says America, yeah, like Peter Angelos suing somebody. All okay, right. I'd like to see Peter Angelos start to come back to the ballpark. That'll never happen. Yeah, if they yeah. showed him on the Jumbotron, would you cheer? Um, tough question. I think I'd say, hey, look, there's Peter Angelos.
1: Yeah, I would cheer. I mean,
0: who's standing next to him?
1: Brady Anderson, the
0: next cheer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's what you got to do. Just put Brady Anderson on one side and Cal Ripken on the other side, and
0: put Peter, Peter Anderson there. Know, and, uh, Everybody will have to cheer. What is it, John Angelos? I like that guy. If his sons with him, like I'll cheer. Yeah, people seem to like John Angelos. I think I think it um, was not a great move when they did all those statues that Peter Angelos did not come out and present. Yeah, I think I think Peter Angelos. Josh, you got a memory on you. Mm, holding grudges at all? I think Peter Angelos could have uh, better could have won some favor back by showing up. And I, I, mean, I, I get why he didn't, afraid of being booed after so many years. Because he probably booed. would have, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think he, he could have stood there and let people boo and won back some fan base. Yeah,
2: I think the past several years, starting with Eddie McPhail, he's been really good about not getting too involved. Right. And his over-involvement has been, like Chris Chris Davis, to pay more money, which, yeah, you might not like the contract, but if, if, if an owner's but, fault is putting more money into right. his team, you really can't fault him for Again, that. Again,
0: if Peter Angelos was as involved in signing Chris Davis as the rumors all say, I would have liked to see him at the table with Chris Davis. Yeah. I'd like to see... I hope he, he, I
2: hope he likes Manny Matado as much as he likes Chris like, Davis. I, I, I,
0: I, I want Peter Angelos... I want Peter. I want to think of Peter Angelos like in good moments of Orioles history. I don't want my only memory of seeing Peter Angelos be like when the Orioles sucked and we would boo him when he was in his box. I, wanted, I want... I want to balance this out that it's yeah. he's not Daniel Snyder.
2: Yeah, but sometimes it often for that it takes like a World Series appearance for owners to get any appreciation. Exactly, like which is a shame.
0: All right, if the Orioles miracle upon miracle, the Orioles won the World Series this year. Yeah, uh, Peter Angelos goes and, and holds up the the World Series trophy, right? And, and he gets
2: a, and people love him. Yeah,
0: and people love him. Right, we love him. Yeah, and I, but like, would he go to the game? I haven't. I don't know if he's been to a game or if he goes to games. He's watching them somewhere where no one knows he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see him in good memories with the Orioles. Yeah. He doesn't, I don't even know if the, uh, the, uh, Nestor is even on the radio anymore. He doesn't have to be afraid of that fan base. Yeah. It's time to bring him back.
2: I had Nestor this week got too political i still follow him all this long all, all this all this time up on that got, he, and time then he was ago. just throwing politics i don't know i do twitter for sports not politics is he still, so is, I, is
0: that radio station still on the air
2: yeah it is um but so i think it's just him like 24 7 just him right um,
0: glenn and drew are doing their own thing yeah i don't know who else was on there before i don't know either
2: I, I, um alex speaking of twitter alex um i don't know we, we just met tonight and it's great to meet you and we're excited that you were came on and spent an hour with us um but before we even officially met though He's over there knocking my tweets, saying, it's uh, is it happy hour yet? Because <laughs> I tweeted about the being buyers.
1: Well, yeah. That, was, mean, that was
2: a dig. And
1: in, in context. Before, yeah, I, before, I'm able, not going before I'm
2: able to make my case. Now you can say, uh, maybe, I, maybe I did start happy hour a little bit too early. All right, already did k- have
1: a beer right right. I did. There. I did. I did. <laughs> but that's shit. been my
2: first and only one, just for the record. Um, we're ready to kick it over to the intern for some thoughts, corrections, fun facts, analyses. We'll send it to him. We'll see what happens see what you got for us.
1: Well, unfortunately, there weren't many corrections for me since you were contemplating trades. Good. But Mike Messina, he went to the Yankees during the 2000 to 2001 offseason. So that is a correction. All right. Nice. What's the correction there? Uh, he said he went during the 2000 offseason, which could be you know, 99 to 2000.
2: No, I thought he said something like 98. No, I, I he said,
0: said uh,
1: 97, 2000. I don't know. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I okay. gave a range.
0: And I believe the 2000 2001 offseason it was a long swooning the process, process as by the a 2000 Yankees. offseason. For three
1: oh, I'm years, sorry. Do they I tried to clarifications? get them. Oh, yes, I do. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks,
2: intern. Uh, all right, boys and girls. Uh, what else What else we got? You got to follow us on, on Twitter at Section 336 Show. That's our Twitter handle. Yeah. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, you can write us a review. We always appreciate
0: reviews. You're not going to give your uh, second half predictions? Isn't that what everyone's supposed to do in the All-Star break? Uh,
2: like some first-half awards? Yeah, we'll do it next week. More like first-half sucks, right? <laughs> first-half awards. Get out of here. They don't deserve any awards. Right. Some participation trophies. What do you look like? Hey, a, a millennial hero. podcast?
0: Hey, does, 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 is Scope a real All-Star, or is he the uh, Ty Wiggiton?
2: No, he's a real All-Star. His numbers are <laughs> legit. It's just embarrassing. Hey, the Cubs I only did. got one guy, too, all right? I know. I know. We're not the only team. All right, boys and girls, uh, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Section336Show. You can follow me on Twitter at Section336. Alex, if they want to follow you, where can they follow you on Twitter? Alex on Sports. With a bunch of,
1: like,
0: underscores and stuff
1: in there. Two underscores. It Uh, separates the words. All right. You can figure it out. (laughs) Type in Alex (laughs) underscore on. It'll come up.
2: It
0: confuses me. Uh, And you can follow Josh on Twitter, underscore. At Josh Soroka. No spaces, (laughs) no underscores, all together like one word that you don't know how to pronounce. Good job. Josh Soroka. Yep.
2: All right, boys and girls, thanks for listening, and as always, go O's. Thank you for listening to the Section 336 podcast. Please go to iTunes and Facebook for all complaints or the occasional compliment. If I were you, I would not take any baseball advice from these guys.
0: Josh and Matt were raised by an Orioles-obsessed father, and Bert, uh, well, Bert fell in love with Don Mattingly. He has a thing for mustaches.